Marika, I'm not gonna stop all day. Happy birthday, Marika. Good morning, Laura. Good morning, Laura. I can't wait for tonight. We're gonna have an amazing meeting. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, let's go. This meeting. Oh, we are live. Good morning. Good morning. I'm Maria Mariano. Gotta get my application opened. If you're listening to us on Facebook, download the application Podbean. Podbean. I always say Podbean. You see my face. Still says Podbean. Podbean. Bean. Bean. Like in bean. Okay, let me stop talking. Let me log in to Podbean. Okay. There we go. Uh-oh. There we go. I got it. I got it, guys. I got it. Did you hear me? Good morning, good morning, everyone. Maria Mariano, a multi-level marketing specialist, 34 years, married. I always have to introduce myself. I always forget to introduce myself so people know a little bit my background and why we decided to do the podcast, The Millionaire of the Diamonds. It's to build a community. In fact, Marie-Claire, it's to build a community for myself. I have a very difficult time dealing with people that their full-time job is looking at what is wrong with everything. Anybody have friends like that? Yeah? Get rid of them. (laughs) I find myself funny this morning. Okay. Uh, I am passionate by hanging around with people that level up and intentionally work each day on being a better version of themselves. So this is what I decided to do. I said, let's do a podcast. And I have three fantastic, fantastic people to support this vision of mine, Sabrina and Jean-Philippe on Mondays and Tuesdays. They're covering leadership, tribal leadership. And then you see all four of us on Wednesday with how to get into action with Anthony Robbins. And on Thursdays and Fridays, OMG, Stephen Covey, the seven habits of highly effective people. And I'm telling you guys, this morning I said to Jean-Philippe and Marie-Pierre, I wish I had done this book with a mentor and a coach at age 25. I would have folded my success time and increased my success capacity by two. So I hope you're going to lean in with me this morning and um, and, and take notes and let it bring you to your next level of success. Remember the vision here when we're leveling up and we're being positive and we're always working on being a better version of ourselves what happens is our income will increase. And as our income increases, our choices increase. And when our choices increase, our confidence increases. So it's like a a beautiful, harmonious circle that we just grow and grow year after year. But before we dive in in the subject, I want to thank all of you here on Zoom with me. Thank you for opening up Podbeam application. You'll notice at the bottom in about 130 seconds, we're going to be able to hit those heart buttons. 
No, I'm such a baby, Marie-Pierre. I am such a baby. You have no idea, okay? When I saw that new button, I said, oh, I'm going to get a dopamine fix. Way! Okay, so we're going to hit those buttons. Open up. Thank you, Mathieu. He's also on Podbeam with us this morning. Thank you, Virginie. Yes, it is Marie-Pierre's birthday. She is, oh my God, 31 years old. 31. I'm 50. I'm going to be 58 in September. What's the difference here? 27 years. I'm 20. She's my kid. She could be my kid. Oh my God. Okay. And if you are on Facebook, make sure you are sharing because it really helps us to gain momentum, gain uh, increased algorithms. So let's dive right away in the subject. Stephen Covey, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. We are just beginning habit number three. And habit number three is about putting first things first. So we're going to start by covering and understanding that there has been four generations of time management, four generations of time management. Habit three, putting first things first, what it's basically saying, you have things that are your priority, you know, your faith, taking care of yourself, uh, your husband, your children, your family, your health. These are what we call boulders. They're the big, big rocks in your life. So once again, visualize an aquarium and you need to remember that if you don't start by putting the boulders in, you can't fit the rest. Then we have things like the pebbles, which are very important, which is my work and my personal education, listening to podcasts, reading. Some some of us might be choosing to go back to university and you'll notice that they will fit through and across those boulders, those those priorities and, and values you have in your life. And then you have the sand, things like doing groceries, house cleaning, cooking, um, you know, cleaning the pool, cutting the grass, like whatever it is, it needs to be done because a clean house is a clean mind. A cluttered home is a cluttered mind. It's the sand. And then you have the water. The water, watching TV, socializes, gaming, you know, wh- whatever doesn't bring us to our next level, but it's fun, okay? Now, try to imagine this beautiful aquarium of I don't know how many gallons, and you start by filling it up with water. How are we going to fit in the sand, the pebbles, and the boulders? And this is why Stephen Covey says, Doing first thing first, first thing first. So first thing first is putting in the boulders, my faith, my health, my my husband, my relationship with my husband, my children, my family, then the rest, right? So habit three addresses life and it's time management. How do I time manage my, my life? We need to organize and execute around the priorities, Okay. We're not saying that it's not important house cleaning. As long as you're taking care of your kids, they can live in a, in a, in a messy environment. No, both need to be done. Because if there's a messy environment, we're going to have children that are going to have a very difficult time to focus. So we need to do everything. Okay. I love this. This single sentence represents the evolution of three generations of time management. You have to visualize an evolution as a wave. We're riding a wave, and one wave brings us to the next wave, and this wave brings us to the next wave. And I really liked when they they explained the evolution of 
us. We went from the agricultural, agricultural ooh, revolution to the industrial revolution, right? So this is provides us the capacity to have a lot more time. So now, Laura, I want strawberries. I don't have to grow them. I go to Costco and I buy them. So that provides me a lot of time to do other things. Then we went from the industrial revolution to the informational revolution. So you see how one wave is driving another wave. Guess who just arrived here? The dogs, the dogs, okay? Now I have to give them some food, guys. Otherwise, you're going to hear them. They're all excited. Can you hear them? What can I tell you? Hang on a second. Hang on a second. Okay. We're going to keep quiet here. Now, wh what do we call this? We call this a all-natural podcast. Okay. This is what it's about. Okay, guys. Time management. Looking at you, calming them down by giving them food. Throw them a bone. There you go. Okay. Each succeeding wave created a rise in social and personal progress. Can you imagine if today to have a cook a piece of meat, we have to go kill it first? You know, sorry, sorry, the guys. Yeah, but if you're eating meat, it's, you're killing, right? Okay. You have to, uh, my grandmother, like I lived this when I would go to Italy in my young age. She would take the chicken. She would kill the chicken. Then we had to pull out the feathers. It, it was like never the whole day. The whole day was a process for cooking one chicken, okay? So it's allowed us to uh, increase, increase our progress financially, personally, mentally, everything. The same with time management. Each generation has built on the generation before. You're going to have a lot of fun today, okay? So each, each one moved us towards greater control of our lives in time management. The four generations of time management. If you're leaning in and you're taking notes because you want to share them to your team, if you're head of an organization or if you're uh, in a workplace where you want to bring this to the workplace, it's, it's a lot of fun. First wave of time management was notes, checklist. Okay, we needed to give recognition and inclusiveness to the man, to the demands placed upon us. And then it drove dopamine. Every time you would cross something off the checklist, it kind of give you a hit of dopamine, right? Yeah, done. And sometimes we would do something and it wasn't on the list. We would actually write it on the list and then cross it off. Okay, Laura, me and you from the same world. Yes. And I've been through the four generations. At my age, I've lived the four generations. Then I went and follow a training. It was called Time Text, and I learned something new. It was a second wave of time management where it said you need to have a calendar. So now I bought into a calendar that I put on my desk. Some people put it on the refrigerator for the whole family to see. I got involved with an, an, an agenda that, that started at 8 a.m. in the morning that finished at midnight. So the appointment books. In an, an, in an attempt to look ahead, very different from first generation of notes and checklist, right? And then came the third wave. The third wave now taught us, this is when I started following um, uh, about time traps. There was a book I read, Time Traps. This is where I realized what it was. Third generation said, focus on setting goals. What do you want to achieve in August? Okay, what do you want to achieve by the end of the, the year, so December 2021. The concept was daily planning with the vision of the goal, okay? And then came the fourth wave. And this is where, honestly, I'll be working it with you, okay? The fourth wave 
was a challenge. What it does, it challenges us to manage ourselves. Now, remember yesterday's podcast, Free Will, Independent Will, the ability to manage ourselves and not to succumb to temptation, okay? So what, what the fourth wave is talking about, it's telling us, Focus on preserving and improving relationship. Very different from generation one, two, and three. Okay. Uh, and accomplishing results rather than focusing on things or the procedure on how to get to the results and time. It's a whole new world. As a result, first generation produced very little and had a very uh, it was very bad for our self-esteem and sense of self-control. It, it, it's as if the boss owned us, the, the, the priest owned us. So if you can back up a little bit, you know that we were kind to the beck and call of whoever we were working for, right? Thank you for the hearts. Look how distracted I am now. I'm looking at the hearts. It's time to push the hearts. Don't laugh, Marie-Pia. This is my dopamine fix. Whoa, hearts. Okay, anyways. Second generation... What were the results of second generation? No priorities in the schedule, okay? There was no sense of deep values and goals. People work, 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 work. I love, you know the movie with, um, what's his name? Uh, uh, the Titanic, what's his name? Uh, it doesn't come to me. Anyways, he does the, the thing about the, the stock market, and he, he stands on the desk and he says, let's make money, okay? So what happened with the second generation, it was all about making money, making money, making money. So people were, were, were climbing in the industrial age, like example, they were climbing the ladder of success only to find out up there they've been divorced three times, the kids are not talking to them. Ah, that's kind of what it produced, right? No sense of deep core values. Third generation limited our vision. We kind of went back to... Uh, we either were all home. My priority is my kids. So a lot of flat broke people. And by the way, on, yeah, I mean, you know, social welfare increased, like everything increased. Or you had those that said, no, 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 I'm not going to have a family right away. First, I'm going to work, get the money, get the house, and then the children. So, so both, both doesn't work because by the time you got it all together, you were too old to have a family and a, and a, a, a good relationship. And on the other hand, yeah, you took care of your kids, but you're so broke that you couldn't provide for them and their needs. Okay, that, that's third generation. So when people have begun to realize that effective scheduling and control of time are often counterproductive, they came into fourth generation. Okay. And, and this is where we're going to be focusing a lot of time in the weeks to come. Fourth generation time management. So what fourth generation says, it recognizes that people are more important than things. As I said, it is the principle centered, conscious, directed management of our time. It defines my unique mission in life. So for me, it's helping people for my business, helping them take control back of their kitchen by saving time, money, having a healthier lifestyle because they're cooking it themselves. For my sales force, for my podcast, is providing an opportunity to be financially free 
because increased money equals increased choices, right? So it defines this unique mission that each of one of us has. Don't forget, don't forget, if you're joining us for the very first time and you listen to the um podcasts before we we covered how many mission statements we we can have and and it's focused on helping us realize these mission statements it helps us balance life by identifying our roles give us a, gives us a, a greater context through weekly organization is it aligned with my values and the importance of results. What I live a lot in my business, and Marie-Pierre, you know that some, some of my sales force are so focused on the steps to getting somewhere rather than the results where, you know, fourth generation says, do what it takes to get the results. So if sometimes you got to do this and it's not following protocols, just get it done. At the end of the day, we want results. And remember, we wouldn't be where we are today if we didn't have people in our life that invented new things. So I always talk in my business, who's going to be my next miracle? Who's going to be my next miracle? And I know, Laura, you're going to be my next miracle, okay? That's what I'm looking for. Not the steps, but the next great result. So let's have a test. Do you guys like tests? You like tests? Okay. So remember, wish everybody wish happy birthday to Marie-Pierre. She is now 31 years old. She's my little astronaut. And she brings the scientific side always, to the podcast. Take it away, Marie-Pierre. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> and thank you, Virginie, for your poster. I love it. <laughs> so, yes, uh, before I start with the test, I want to make sure, did you share the live? Did you share the podcast already? If you didn't share, it's the time to do it. Uh, because, yes, on Podbean, you get more hearts. That gives you more chance at the end of the month for the conditioning program that we will do a draw for. And on Facebook, it helps us because we want to be more visible for everybody around you because we want to build a thousand millionaire and we will do it with your help. So we will grow organically our community that always level up. So thank you for sharing. And we go with the test. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Push what, the what? hearts. Push the hearts. Push the hearts. Sorry. It's very important. <laughs> our, my dopamine fix. Okay, it's enough. Okay, <laughs> we go with the test. I love doing tests. And I see a lot of people love the test too, so I love it. So yes, we want to do a test because the first thing, it's important to recognize your current time management habits to see where and how you can improve. So now we will see where are you on the time management continuum. So for each of the 10 information, you have to rate yourself from one to 10. 10 is absolutely and one not at all so 10 it's the most and one not really okay so let's go with number one is i use post-it with parsimony so from one to ten i use post-it with parsimony parsimony ah. parsimony what's parsimony, <laughs> what's parsimony? <laughs> not for everything just the, uh, for adding a little bit of color on something or to do your your list for your grocery it can be on a post-it so <laughs> but no, not no. everything is on a post-it i so have, from i have personally abandoned post-it years ago 
when I followed my time text, like second generation, I said, I got to give up this post-it because they never get done anyways. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so you are a 10 for that one. <laughs> Number two, from one to 10, people say about me that I am responsible. 10. From one to 10? 10. 10. 10. <laughs> okay. I'm a big baby, but I'm very responsible. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Number three, I feel that I am in control of my time. From one to ten. Oh, my God. You would have asked me that question 18 months ago. I would have said one. Today, I would say oh, eight. That's great. There's still a few adjustments. <laughs> mm-hmm. Number four, I prioritize before doing my to-do list. You know, now I'm going to say 10 for that. But you know why, Marie-Pierre? Because I'm doing the conditioning. Yes. So the conditioning tells, asks me, what is your goal today? What is your goal for this week? And what is your goal this month? And then I do my list. So it has to be directly aligned. But if it wasn't for the conditioning, I would never answer 10. I, will, mm -hmm. I would probably answer five. That's a good one. Yes, when I was reading that one, I say, oh my God, it's really because of the conditioning program that we can really prioritize before doing our to-do list just because we write our goal before. Number five, I work with an agenda. Because maybe you have your agenda, but do you work with your agenda? So from one to 10, I work with an agenda. 10. 10. <laughs> I don't take it with me anymore because I'm, you know, with, with COVID, our way of working has, has, has uh, changed. But I could never, I tried the Google agenda, okay? But it still comes back to pen and paper on my desk. Yeah, like I, I don't take it with me because, you know, we're in a modern age and I have my calendar electronically that reminds me of things. But I kind of got to map it out on a piece of paper so I see the whole picture. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Number six, I find myself dealing with interruption. Now I would say... You know what, Marie-Pia, I'm not going to say a 10 because there's always a little bit of interruption, uh, but I would definitely put a not on a nine because I'm in my office, I'm alone, I'm working on, on um, Zoom, so I know what time I start and I know what time I finish and it's over, I can go to B, C, D, whereas before, oh my God, oh my God. And I think something that helps you is to... Um... Turn off all your, your notification. Changed my life. Changed my life. So you're you're not dealing with a little bit of message there and there and there at the same time. <laughs> Number seven, the tasks I work on are the ones with the highest priority. From one to ten, the tasks I work on are the ones with the highest priority. Ten. Hit the hearts, hit the hearts. It's time for the hearts. <laughs> Sorry. Focus, focus. <laughs> okay, we are going with the number eight. So I set aside time for planning and scheduling. Ten. 
10. Okay. <laughs> Number that means, nine. That means yes. always, right? Always. Always, 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 always. <laughs> okay, number nine. I use goal setting to decide what task and activity I should work on. Ten. Ten. And number ten. <laughs> I find myself overscheduled. Oh. Yeah, that's bad though. I have to fix that. So what do that I do? That you now? know, okay, that task is one hour, so an hour, <laughs> an hour later, okay, I can have another meeting. I can have another meeting, yeah, but, but you didn't realize that you need that buffer between. <laughs> yeah, you got to go to the bathroom, right? You, you need time to, I don't know, you need time to wind down. You have to walk the dogs. They got to go pee. Otherwise, they pee on the floor. And then I say, what are you doing? But it's, you know, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a... a, a Default of dealing with an agenda. See, you see all those uh, <laughs> square, and that's nothing in it. Oh, I will make something in that time, but we forgot that we have to live to. <laughs> we are human. <laughs> we are not robots. Okay, so now is the time to um, addition all your um, your points. So, if you are more with uh, by my God towards the hundred. Now you know that you are going on the fourth generation of time management. If you are lower in the in the and the percentage, now you know that maybe you are at the first or second generation, and you know exactly where you start to uh, improve your time management. That is good. So I'm definitely going towards fourth generation. Yes. Yeah, I like that. Okay, I I want to see the answers. Read me some answers. Are they? I think they are <laughs> calculating. <laughs> Anna, Anna is at 92. Congratulations. And Marie-Pierre, that's what I was saying this morning with you and Jean-Philippe. I said, if I would have known what I know today, like Anna knows this, she's at 92 at 18. Where will Anna be by 25? You, you understand what I'm saying? Okay, and I believe we can full time. What I've taken, let's say, 38 years to do, if I can share this knowledge with you, what I took 38 years to do, you can take under eight years and maybe even under five years, provided we have the right mentoring and the right coaching to arrive there. So be coachable, be coachable, be coachable. And if you've done something and it hasn't given the result, just say, okay, didn't work. Let me try something else. Don't be stubborn because stubbornness has caused people to be flat broke. Okay. I love it. So moving forward, Marie-Pierre, I'm, I'm so looking forward to the next weeks for myself personally. Moving forward, we will work on fourth generation, the time management matrix. So I just want to leave you off with this, just a little bit of a, mm, excitement for next week. Quadrant one, you've all heard about quadrants. So the matrix is about quadrant one, two, three, and four. So you're going to be with me trying to, um, trying to figure out what are we going to put in quadrant one, which is the crisis, the pressing problems, important but not urgent. 
uh, sorry, important and urgent. We're going to be identifying quadrant two, prevention, PC activities, production capacity activities, relationship building, recognizing new opportunities, planning, and recreation. Not urgent, but important. I'm going to be focusing a lot on this, Marie-Pierre. For me, myself, because I love um, looking for new opportunities. Opportunities. I love building relationship, deep, meaningful relationship, so I can go to my next. Okay. Then there's quadrant three, which are the interruption calls, mails, emails, reports, meetings, pressing matters, popular activities. You know that you kind of, you know, the weddings and stuff like that. You have to do. They're urgent, but not important. Then we're going to be diving into quadrant four, you know, the trivia, the busy work, the time wasters, uh, pleasant activities. They're not important and they're not urgent. So I don't know about you, but just defining the four quadrants, I'm already looking forward to readjusting my life and my next level of success where I'm going. I'm getting ready for my next level, Marie-Pierre, that is for sure. And I'm, I'm saying there's no coincidence that we are doing this book together. I know it's preparing me personally for my next level. Basically, what Stephen Covey is saying is effective people are not problem-minded people. They are opportunity-minded people. And this morning, I had a, a, a little back and forth with, um, with Caitlin. And I don't address problems. When I say there's a problem that is there's nothing we can do about it. I, I'll answer you this. We, we're not going to deal with it. We're just going to navigate away from it, okay? There, there's just some problems that you must not put your attention into because if you do, you'll never grow as an individual, okay? Stephen Covey says they know how to decide what the highest priority issues are and have the courage to say no to things. Who wants to learn to say more no? So we're going to learn how to say no with us feeling good about saying no. Because sometimes we end up saying no, but then we feel like shit because we said no. Because we're yes people. So we're going to say no with class, right? And that it's a win-win situation. We are going to learn to delegate, to increase efficiency. We're going to focus on result instead of methods. We're going to set desired result guidelines, identifying the resources, set standards. And we're going to have accountability systems. So we're making sure that we're moving fast and furious to our next level with always having a perfect balance between what my the boulders, my life, my health, my husband, my family, and my success. Because remember, becoming rich, becoming financially free is very, very, very important. Like, do not under, underestimate that. Never say things like, money is not important to me. That's because you don't have any. Because when you have money, you know that you are now in a position of making the right choices. So rather than focusing on things and time, we're going to be focusing on results. In short, in maintaining, in other words, for those that have been following the podcast, PPC balance, production and production capacity. Now, for those joining us for the very first time, visualize the goose and the golden eggs. Okay, so the goose gave a golden egg per day. The goose is the production capacity. Okay, and the production is one golden egg a day. 
the farmer got greedy. He says, why am I waiting for one golden egg a day? I'm going to kill the goose and take out all the eggs. But what happened when he killed the goose? There was no eggs. So this is what Stephen Covey says. You know, you've got to keep the good health of the goose, the production capacity of the goose, okay, and make it produce regularly without killing it. And a lot of times this is what we do with ourselves. We, we, we don't love ourselves enough and we end up killing the ghost that produces the golden eggs. So that being said, we wish you a fantastic weekend and reflect on three top things you would like to improve with time management. Bye-bye, guys. Thank you for joining. And if you enjoyed, please share. Bye-bye, everyone.